Okay, so tell all of the listeners who you are. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm Josh Murray. Um, I'm a student at the U of O. I'm okay. a senior this year. Um, my focus is in creative work through advertising, uh, art direction, project management, um, and I'm currently working on a project with sustainable clothing, so eco-conscious clothing, um, taking nothing but secondhand uh, clothing and secondhand materials and reusing them as an initiative to keep clothing at a landfill, but also a fashion collective mm. under the name The Late Bloomer Project, Okay, which has been going for about a year now. Mm. Um, about a team of almost 10 people now. Wow. Uh, we have about four or five designers kind of off and on, and then two photographers. So I guess about, including myself, probably about eight people. Wow. I mean, that's pretty big. So it started like as a school project? Yeah, so we, we do a project through the United Nations. What? For one of our classes. It's a United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals. There's, I believe there's 17 of them. Um, huh. And you can, the prompt is to choose one of those and then kind of take it whatever direction you want. So the project that we decided to take, the, the goal of um, responsible production and consumption. Okay. Um, and then the direction we took it in, and this was a group of three of us at the time, the two other um, girls that were in the group with me are graduated at this point. But uh, we, we chose to go in the route of clothing or the apparel industry. Yeah. Um, and looked into the impacts that the production side has on the market and also the consumption side of us kind of following along in these fast fashion trends and how that's negatively impacting us slowly, oh, slowly but surely. Yeah, and how much we're overproducing just for the newest thing. Exactly, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's an interesting trend right now. Yeah, well, it's in, I didn't know that, I mean, I didn't know that the United Nations uh, sponsored things like that and like I think it's really cool to see your project is the manifestation of a group of people like yeah. far away saying hey we need to do something about totally. the climate yeah and that that project actually we were one of the three projects that got to be presented at the United Nations in New York last year what did you do I was do not that? I was not there for that oh. it was only one of our group members but uh Bummer. I will be in New York this year, yeah? potentially getting to present. It's not for sure yet. So. Dude. But I'm, I'm focusing on a different project right now. Um, targeting, it's still in the works, but it's targeting uh, high up people in advertising oh, okay. that can in turn influence other uh, people um, wow. on being more carbon neutral, businesses that are carbon neutral, and just focusing more on that climate, but just from, a, from another perspective. So you're... Basically, you guys in your ads, you're saying you're targeting people who are influencers and or have a circle of influence. Yeah. Well, basically, that's what, smart. Yeah, what we're doing is not. It's not even. What we're doing is not even going to be an advertisement. It's going to be a direct message, in whatever way we choose, whatever form that is going to be. It's going to go directly towards those people. And in turn, they're going to be the ones producing that message out to everyone else on a mass scale. Yeah, yeah. And then when people search for, ah, what's a good clothing alternative? Uh, and then he'll just be like, well, these guys. Right. They're one of them. Or they're, we're, we're actually looking at um, award shows right now as a, a place to start um, maybe potentially creating a new award 
huh. or something like that along along the lines of that for a more sustainable and conscious um, company. Just specific to clothing or like? Uh, we haven't really narrowed that down yet. I feel like just to clothing might be a good way to go because it's more specific, but at the same time, we don't want to limit yeah. to that. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a hard, because it's specific to your brand, but it's also, uh, I mean, the problem is so much bigger than just clothes, so it's really hard totally. to. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be specific, but at the same time, right. that's what you guys do, and you need to totally get revenue into your market. And it's something like people can all relate to. Which is nice. Yeah, I mean, everyone wears clothes. <laughs> For the that's, most part. That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been thinking, like, man, what kind of things can we donate? Like, I get holes in clothes, and, uh -huh. like, that's when I throw them away. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about donating to, like, places like St. Vinny's? Or no, Goodwill? no, like, like you're talking about donating yeah. to Late Bloomer. Yeah. We aren't uh, super picky with what we choose. Um, it kind of varies. So, like, if we're printing uh, just a simple T-shirt, obviously we try to look for maybe the more higher end of like what is second second sure. hand. Second. While I mean, me and my partner Hunter, who's been with me from the beginning of this, mm -hmm. Hunter Reed. Uh, so he kind of co-founded the mm -hmm. project. Sure, yeah. Huh. And like me and him actually like really enjoy kind of looking at uh, more just kind of the wear and tear on clothes. I think we, I mean, it's like a beautiful thing, really. If like you look at it as a beautiful thing, like some, some like every piece is like very unique. So like in that way, it's really cool. But like sometimes people don't want the wear and tear on a shirt and maybe they just want a shirt that's just as good as new, Yeah. but not being put on the market as new. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're not adding anything to the circulation. You're just taking what's already out there and then just repurposing yeah, it. Yeah, it's like sitting in some guy's closet and he's yeah. never using it, but right. now it's, a useful thing. Right. Huh. But like, I mean, I I would never have thought about looking at clothing and going because it's it's interesting. It's such a personal like you know, my body is different than your body, yeah. so my clothes are going to wear differently. Right. But it must also be um, interesting to see the similarities too. Yeah. Like it's, what uh, what do you guys find like with shirts? Yeah. What's what's like the most common like wear out point? Oh. Recently, we've been working with old like denim, like Carhartt and uh, Dickies jackets, mm -hmm. um, which obviously, like you know, are use, used for I mean, like blue yeah. collar work. You know, like yeah, they're going to be worn down. So like, they're just the little holes in very like interesting spots and like just worn down. Over, like usually, like the cuffs of wrists are like pretty worn down. Yeah. Zippers get broken, mm. but it's just little stuff like that. But like that's what makes it so unique in every piece. It's like you're going to get something different every single time. Huh. So it, it's going to be hard. That's going to like cause problems with you guys scaling up, right? Yeah, so that's kind of the thing is like we've talked about not so much scaling up, but scaling outwards. Hmm. Um, so like franchising kind of. Yeah. Okay. Essentially uh, that we would have sort of satellite stations in major cities that we choose. Hmm. Or not even major cities necessarily. Sure, yeah. They can be anywhere we Radiating from here. Yeah, <laughs> um, because I think it it's important to keep it unique. And this is something like another one of our partners, the, the one that goes to school in Chicago right now, um, his name's Malcolm Mackey, but he recently gave me a phone call and we were talking about it. And there's something special about it being, right now it's in Eugene and all the clothes that we source are most of, for the most part, from Eugene. From Eugene. So it's pretty unique in that way that we get a lot of the same stuff from Eugene. But if we're doing it out of Chicago, 
Mm. The clothes that are thrifted in that area might be different. It might be yeah. a different, you know, vibe of whatever we're doing. So like, mm. late bloomer might not be the same thing every every single place we go, and it shouldn't be. Hmm. What do you mean, like? I mean, you're as kind of like, generally doing the same thing, right? I mean, as far as like the clothes we source, or okay. like the, the general feel of like what kind of wears into the clothes, or um, yeah, even sure. like the even like the style, which like, zippers are broken, or what, or even sleeves like or... more like focusing more on like winter clothing in Chicago, probably. Oh, and like, yeah. yeah. And what do you even heavy, get? Yeah, it's just it might be a little and and just in general, everything's going to be a little bit different that it's sourced out of a different city. So yeah, that'll be interesting to like see and document the totally. the uh, yeah. differences. Hmm, that's pretty cool. So you guys are uh, are you from here? I am from, oh, I'm from, uh, I'm living in Eugene now, but I'm from Springfield, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Like, your whole life? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, uh, I moved around quite a bit. We, the last half of my life's been here, yeah. but I wasn't really involved in, like, what's going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's part of, yeah. Where are you from? Um, well, I was born in La Grande, so, okay. which is Eastern Oregon. Yeah. And then... We moved to Bend and Madras and Lawrence Pass and Monroe and wow. yeah. So, so you were all over the place, geez. Yeah, well, only in Oregon though, which is interesting. That is know? interesting because yeah. I got to I got to see both the uh, the uh, less populated side of the state as well as living here. So, man, so um, how old generally do you like are the clothes that you get? Like. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a pretty wide span. A lot of the, I guess like jackets we source are, are generally older because people tend to hold on to jackets longer. Hmm, that makes sense. T-shirts not as old. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the blank T-shirts tend to be older for whatever reason that is, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, you can usually tell by the tag. The blank t Well, that makes sense. I mean, this thing's really old, and yeah, I love it. People hold on to t-shirts <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it really varies. I mean, it's hard to say, too, because everything's going to be different, so. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, age of clothes, yeah, all over the place. Huh. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, man. Is that alcoholic kombucha? No, I wish. They had, um, they had some uh, CBD uh, oh, kombucha. Oh, so good. I'd also had a lot of CBD that day because how much does that really affect you? Um, in the, I mean, in the kombucha, it made quite a difference. It, it's interesting with CBD. It it does affect you, but it's not overpowering like coffee. So mm -hmm. like when you have coffee or Red Bull, you are jittery. Right. And uh, but with CBD, you're more. Um, your body relaxes, but yeah. then. If you notice that and relax into it, it starts relaxing more. Yeah. And then you notice that and you're like, wow, this is cool. And then once you start noticing that, you really notice, you know, your surroundings and uh -huh. you really get comfortable with that. I, I don't know. So it's like a cascade effect. Interesting. Yeah. But it's only if you're paying attention. Right. You know? Right. So. That makes sense. Yeah. How much of it is psychological and how much of it is <laughs> actually the right. agent? Who knows? And, right. you know, I mean, we don't even know that with common medicine so mm -hmm. I don't uh, you know if you can put that in my or if you, it says it on a sign then 
I'll drink it and it makes yeah. me feel better. <laughs> it works. That is interesting. So tell me something interesting that I wouldn't think you would experience in the clothing industry. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be something, uh -huh. right? I'd just say like there's a lot of clothes being made right now. Hmm. So just like being able to stay true to what you like to make, hmm. what your influences are, you know, what you have in mind is pretty important, I think. Because it's easy to just kind of sit back and just make something quick mm -hmm. and just want to get it out there. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for just kind of taking your time and making sure to nitpick where it needs to be done. So what do you guys do to the clothes exactly? Besides like repairing obvious holes and... Yeah. Um, sometimes we don't even repair the holes. I like Really? Sometimes that's just part of like... I mean, obviously like if it's intense, we won't sell a t-shirt sure. with a hole in it. <laughs> but, but as far as like, like I was talking about earlier, like the Carhartt jackets, like there's something special about that. Like, we'll leave, like that needs to be there. That's really cool. I well, mean, because really it is a tool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just yeah. like any tool. Yeah. Huh. But as far as like repairing clothes, like, or I mean, as far as like what we do to the clothes, we, so we do all of our own screen printing. Um, okay. Hunter, um, Hunter Reed and our, one of the newer members, Chloe, uh, she's a seamstress too, and okay. they do all the sewing and cut and sew and huh. all that design. Uh, do you guys have like, uh, do you guys put like a logo on it every time or do you, do you have to, like do you have an issue with Nike stuff having to take stitching out that is in the swoosh or whatever? So we usually try to source stuff that's blank. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. For the most part. <laughs> Makes it easier. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. And we haven't had a hard time with it either. Okay. Which is nice. So if you get a shirt with some sort of old faded print on it, you just toss it because well, that's nothing you interesting. Can do for like, it. or do it you can be it? used. It can, we can use it in different ways. Like we need shop towels for when we spill paint. Like we need oh. tester shirts to like test the prints on. Like stuff like that can still be used. Huh. Um, but even like at first when we first started selling late bloomer shirts, all we did was screen print uh, the late bloomer logo over the top of whatever was on the shirt. Yeah, and that's how we started. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Um, but then we kind of realized like. We wanted more creative freedom with what came with that. So like, that just wasn't gonna work for us. We needed more, you know, blank canvases essentially. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, I mean, it's gotta be hard. Like, how do you how do you sell these things? Cause like, you have to kind of sell them individually, right? Yeah, well, yeah, so. <laughs> it's more of a boutique kind of thing. It is, it's, yeah, it's interesting. You, you definitely get people caught in the, traditional way of buying clothes like if they see something that's what they want but you're not always going to get that again so like if they see a white shirt with oh. that logo and they say hey i want that white shirt with that with that logo huh. it's like sometimes that's not going to that's not going to ever be a thing again yeah and so that's kind of an issue but also kind of a, a, another strong suit i think of ours is like everything is going to be unique um but we sell everything usually by we usually sell it by the graphic so whatever it comes on is going to be unique in itself but the graphic will be the same, or the placement of the graphic will be the same, you know what I mean? Sure, okay, yeah, so you have like different different pictures right. on it, but they, are, they might all be in the same place. So do you guys do like limited batches and then yeah. of, of prints? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 
do you have to, do you have like a mainstay or, or is it all limited batches? Uh, or is it kind of just whatever you get? Well, usually by the time we're done, like uh, printing like a certain shirt and we sell that shirt, like, I don't know, we're kind of done with the, the logo or graphic, or whatever it is at the time. I mean, and then we can just, we kind of just want to move on. Yeah. And so like, it's not too hard for us to just be like, yeah, all right, well, that was, you know, that was good while it was and move on. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you guys, uh, I wonder if in maybe other parts of the world, maybe in, maybe even in just bigger cities, they'll get more of the same thing or maybe less of the same thing. Yeah. I don't know, you mm-hmm. know? Well, huh. yeah, we've come across it's kind of funny. We've come across like batches of like forty blank T-shirts, which is great, mm. but that's just very rare. You yeah, know what I mean, so sure. like, like we can do the same thing. It's just not going to happen a lot. Yeah, but even like when we do get the same shirt and it's going to be the same graphic, the colors that we put on there are not going to be the same every time. And that's yeah. like one thing I really enjoy is like mixing up the colors and, um, like I said, like I've said like five or six times already, but like making each one unique. Yeah, um, it's just. I think it's interesting that way. It's interesting that one of the main, like, goals of, I mean, retail especially, is that you have products available, like, uh-huh. the same kind of products most of the time. And I guess you guys kind of do with your, uh-huh. um, like, they're all shirts or they're all coats. Right. Huh. That's interesting. And, it, and it's not like we're trying to create, like, some false, like, uh, demand. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. not like we're trying to sell out. Yeah. That's, I mean, because we don't all the time, or at all, really. I mean, we we have, like, once or twice, and that's cool, but, like, that's not, like, really, really our goal. Like, we're trying to make, like, what we think is, like, a reasonable number and then just, like, get it to the people that respect it and are interested in it and mm. understand the message that is behind Late Bloomer, so. Yeah, and you kind of really need people to be invested in you guys as a company rather than just like you're not just a convenient place to pick up clothes right you're well, trying to yeah. make a difference and change things that was the whole idea mm-hmm. when starting late bloomer is that before the the whole school project and everything we me hunter and malcolm were kind of screen print trying to figure out screen printing yeah and kind of doing our own designs at the time but like nothing that had any substance and so when, like when that project came along it was kind of like a just like a very good time where both worlds can kind of meet. And yeah. we thought, like, I thought, like, well, I was like, if, if we can do all of our clothing on secondhand clothing and make a difference there, then we kind of have the best of both worlds where we have a message behind what we're doing now. And, and we can kind of bring these two worlds of fashion and eco-conscious thinking hmm. together. And so, like, the whole idea was, like, making it less of a brand, though. And because, and, I mean, like, but at the end of the day, obviously, it's a brand. Right. That's just what it is. Right. But having the thought of it being less of a brand and more of a movement behind just getting in this eco-conscious mindset um, and understanding your impact and your footprint that you're leaving and just mm. being part of something bigger than yourself. That's really cool. Creating a community of those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which is why, why I think like where we're doing it, Eugene, is like such a good spot to start. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We really have a good network. The more I, you know, yeah. learn about it and meet totally. people and stuff, we've got a we've got a good network of. Uh, I mean, everybody knows everybody, even though it's a really big city, you yeah. know, and even across you know Eugene Springfield borders. Yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Okay, here's a question. What about the system of like the company that we work at, which I'm not gonna name just because I don't wanna get sued. Sure. Um, what do you see about it that you'd like to maybe replicate in your business? Um, or m movement, I mean even, it doesn't yeah. even have to be a business. Or, a and what do you see that you kind of like, I mean you obviously really don't wanna do that or maybe you would tweak it just a little bit. Yeah. Like, do you have any insight there? Or? Well, I'll tell you like what I what I have in mind for Late Bloomer. At the very beginning, it's like pretty much what I still have in mind now. Just some stuff added to it. As far as where I work right now, yeah, I would rather not ever have to deal with any of that again. I yeah. mean, like it's what I've always wanted was to be able to work for myself. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know the problem with it? The people who make it far up. Um, in the company, they want to do it. And on some level, you cannot tell me that it's not because they want control. You know? Be you have to have a really strong motivation to work your way up in that kind of an environment. And yeah. I mean, if that's the, if the motivation is to work up just for financial gain, then people have a tendency to maybe be a little less scrupulous about it than if like say you're working in a company that you really believe in yeah. and you enjoy going to work and like yeah. it's, it's a new weird experience every day you know yeah huh i uh just like building a amongst like building the community of people like building like an atmosphere and having a home base of sorts where we can just like get together with our team and just just create yeah and have a good time doing it and just like really make an impact like there really is like like the team of people we have right now is like so, it's just so talented hmm. very very talented but like all of us like really understand like what the end, end goal is yeah and uh, and it's not to you know make a living necessarily right. or to make that paperwork look I mean, good for how your great boss. how great would that be eventually right but <laughs> right like, but like we are doing hmm. something yeah yeah you are and i mean it's it's having an impact already after one year. Yeah, you know? not even. It'll be a year in April, mid-April. So <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. How? Uh, so how much? Like, do you guys have a count, like a volume count of how much you've I wish, done? I wish. I tried. <laughs> I tried to keep one at one point. Yeah. I can tell you the first shirts that I mentioned earlier, the ones where we just screen print the late bloomer logo over the top of whatever we got. Yeah. We sold 150 of those. Wow. Around, nearly, you yeah, know, around that number, and uh, I mean, as far, I don't know. Yeah, I wish we would have been better about that, but sometimes things move faster than you had, you know, intended, and it's hard to keep a book. It's hard to, you know, yeah, like, it's hard to keep, keep track up. of everything. Yeah. So like, you know, sometimes prioritize certain things, and then that, the little fun stuff like that kind of slips out. But yeah, hmm. I can tell you. What's like been most important and like so cool is just like hearing people's feedback and like getting to talk to people about it, hmm. and just the the kind of like very genuine like feeling you get from people kind of acknowledging what we're doing and them totally understanding why we're doing it. And and honestly, I think people like you need to be more praised just for doing the thing that was in front of you that you know you should do and you can do, so you did it, right? Yeah. Like, we need more people like that. And that, that's like one thing, I mean, not just with Late Bloomer, but like just in general, 
over the kind of the past year while all this stuff has been, well, I guess like a year and a half, two years. It's just like something I've really been trying to, maybe not even like trying too hard about, but just doing stuff like that in front of me. And this kind of just led to a lot of really great stuff. Hmm. Late Bloomer probably being the, being the best example. It's like the pinnacle of... Sure, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I've also been doing a ton of photography over the last year and... Yeah? Videography. Do you, and do you get to use any of that for Late Bloomer or do you guys I, have I, like a videographer? I, I do. I do the videography. We have oh, two sweet. photographers. I can do photography. I just don't have time for it amongst uh, like all the other things that are going on. Yeah. I've done a couple shoots. Um, I'd like to do more, but sometimes I just don't have time for... Yeah. I can't be, you know... Yeah, exactly. Every, yeah. And it's hard to balance like... Because in order to bring someone on, I mean, that must just be a, that must just be a headache, you know? Because you really have to. How do you vet somebody to get into a a little community like this, you know? So yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, is like everyone that's joined or been a part of it has just been either connections through other friends or have come up to, and approached us about working with us. And hmm. I mean, I mean, that's a that can be a good way to find people it's interesting the perspective of like we're only here to go work your nine-to-five and get rich so that you can be comfortable so that you can die comfortable yeah so that you can have a really nice last yeah. like five years <laughs> what a it terrible is, it way is a, it is a weird system we have going it is yeah i think up. well i wonder how much of it is like born out of necessity you know because like a hundred years ago people were starving because there wasn't right. food. <laughs> yeah, so. we, uh, and the weird thing is, is a lot of people are still starving, so it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're caught in this like weird kind of overlap. Yeah. Area. It, I guess it's like a transition period, I would say right now, is like, there's a lot of poverty and a lot of rich mm. people, sort of, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. and there's also a lot of people that are totally okay with not having a lot of money, but just living great lives. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are figuring it out, and a lot of people still are very stuck in the nine to five. Got to have a good retirement fund. The rat race. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and I wonder, man, it's so hard to prioritize like your future self, like your really distant future self, over or the, even the same as who you are right now. And I, it, you know, I'm not sure that you should. Right. But I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, if you didn't, then, you know, where would Late, late Boomer Project be? It right. just wouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, especially right now, I got to, I mean, like, I'm graduating this spring. So, I mean. Yeah. I, uh, That's going to be a huge transition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure how it's going to all pan out, but. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the connections you have in in school. That's that's the thing that is really like hard to come by. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's so hard to find a genuine person. You know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. A lot of good people I've met over the last year, especially. So you said you have like little get-togethers where you guys are just like creating artwork and stuff. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if it like it's that sounds a lot cooler than maybe it is. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's usually like getting together and like bouncing ideas off each other that are already kind of like individualized, and yeah. then we kind of just like say like, yeah, no, here's where it could be better, you know. But you're just talking. Yeah. And do you guys usually try to, like, do you guys involve every 
But I mean, you can involve everybody in the company because it's so small. Yeah, for, for the hmm. most part, yeah. That's really cool. If there are any like private meeting, you know, per se, like in quotes, you know, whatever, it's usually like me or Hunter, me and Hunter. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just because well, we've been like together for the longest, but yeah, you guys really, you guys really founded the whole thing. Right. And so, what does what happens to this project after you graduate? It's <laughs> a good question. Do you know? <laughs> well, my uh, my whole plan has been going as hard as we could this whole school year. Yeah. Because that's that's really the prime time. That's I mean, a lot of target audience is the people that are going to be at the UVO. Yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, so going hard the whole school year, and then. I wanted to see where we're at by the end of spring, and yeah. if it's kicking ass, it's like, yeah. why, why stop there? <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. I hmm. don't know. I guess that kind of depends on people who are listening and people who are, <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> able to go support you guys. Yeah. Um, all right, so, last question, yeah. like, officially. Sure. What... Um, what can people do? Like, can they donate to you? Clothes, money, like time, maybe. I, what's the What's the sitch? People can donate to us. Yeah, we actually just had a big drive, a big clothing drive. Um, we got over, I think we got over like four hundred pounds of clothes. We weighed it. Wow. Yeah, four hundred pounds. But of we were doing a we That's were a doing lot. an art installation. Um, at one of the galleries on campus. What? With clothes? Yeah, so what we did, I can show you some photos. Yeah, yeah. You can I actually see check it. out some of the photos on, well, they're on our Instagram. They're also on my website. Oh, okay. Um, so you have a website for this thing? I have a website for myself. Oh, okay. Uh, showcasing the gallery. It's just my portfolio. That's so cool. That's <laughs> yeah. a really good idea. Uh, huh. Very much required in the advertising industry. You know? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but what we did is we just canvassed both walls with clothing. One side was nothing but clothes, and that side represented the uh, amount of clothes the average U.S. citizen wastes per year, so which is 70 pounds. Wow, 70 pounds. Average shirt weighs about person? a pound. Yeah. Jeez. Pants are about two pounds. Yeah. Wow, that, I I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so people bring stuff to you during your drives, or? So, yeah, usually, I mean, like, it's... Can they go feel to your free, website? Feel free or? to go on our Instagram and message us if you have clothes. Okay. Our Instagram yeah, sure. is uh, project. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to get rid of clothes, we all ha always have good ways to go. Um, the clothes that we did have up for the art installation were taken down and then um, donated to the Eugene Mission. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So none of that went to us. It was just for the art installation and then moved on to people that can use them. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's like one thing we're very interested in is uh, getting involved in the community. So if you guys have any propositions for us, getting involved in, okay. in the community. Uh, at one point, we were going to work with the Eugene Mission. Mm -hmm. That's still in the works right now. Cool. Involving like an art program with nice. them and T-shirts. Uh, we are starting to do recycled and repurposed bikes. Oh, okay. Um, I'm planning. You're a, kind of expanding it to other things. Yeah. Well, that was one of the big reasons behind, because at first it was just late bloomer. Right. And I thought, well, 
I'm like, man, this could be a lot more than clothing at some point, you know? Like, yeah. So like the late bloomer project kind of encompasses, I, I see late bloomer as our clothing mm -hmm. and the late bloomer project as stuff when we can do art installations and we, we can make bikes yes. and we can have these, you know, what I'm planning is like a, a ride along, um, a ride-a-thon uh, for people that can come out, ride a mile and for every person that I get to donate, you know, they'll donate for every person that finishes the Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a we'll donate to because uh, we're working with Bikes for Kids, which is a national corporation that just gets bikes for kids that can't afford them. Oh, okay. Huh, um, cool. Bikes are just something I've been passionate about for a long time, so I figured it'd be a cool way to get involved. As far as like global warming and stuff, you're well. It's even about yeah, because it it's even like I love bikes. I just love bikes in general. But like, I mean, as as far as like alternative alternative um, transportation, I mean like can't beat it right like, yeah yeah really i mean yeah nothing can beat it yeah so. i mean even my even my electric right things yeah. they still after you know set number of miles you're done mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. yeah but with those you can ah, i like that okay it kind of wraps yeah. it up nice and uh i mean as far as us like you can like support us but like 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 i said like the ultimate goal whether it's us doing it or someone else doing it, doesn't matter. As long as people are starting to recognize like their impact and their footprint that we're leaving on the on you know our planet, yeah, and like realizing yeah. that we can make a change, yeah. and it's not, it doesn't have to be like these big like corporate yeah. giants we stepping in it. and going, hey, this is how we're gonna be now. Like, yeah, it can be one person at a time. Hmm. Yeah, and like obviously that's maybe the more slow approach, but that's what. We, there's so much instant gratification right now. Like people yeah. need to realize, like it's gonna take some time, but we are gonna build like this community of people that are thinking more responsibly and, and longer term, long yeah. term. We need to think about our at least think about our future selves. Yeah, you know, at least we have to think 50 years in the yeah. future. And and so like if I guess like what the number one thing people can do for us is like realize like that's our number one goal. Mm. That's cool. And it's not just it's not just making a t-shirt. That's really cool. Well, I mean, like, as we love yeah. to make clothes, like, <laughs> art is, like, our passion. Like, that's, like, yeah. another one of our passions that's, you know, ultimately, well, I mean, like, more impactful, so. I mean, uh, to put it in, like, to put it in different words, you guys are taking old, used things that, that are, most people consider it garbage, yeah. and you're legitimately turning them into something that's both useful and beautiful yeah. and is useful and beautiful well, see, for the planet. It's funny you say it like that. So a lot of people ask, you know, what does late bloomer mean? Yeah. So that was a yeah. great, great tra transition because I have a different interpretation of it as some of our other team members, sure. which I think is yeah. great. But Hunter's interpretation was basically exactly what you just had said, is that you're taking these pieces of clothes that Wow. Potentially would have never been, you know, seen the light of day. Yeah. But we're taking them and blooming them in to something beautiful. Yeah. And so essentially the clothes themselves are late bloomers. Even though it's been, yeah, even though it's been so long since they were originally manufactured, yeah. now you're making something beautiful out of them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, go check this guy out on Instagram. Uh, support him. Get involved. Get involved with your community. Thank you for listening.